You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take you round the league with Sage Rosenfels, the former Vikings quarterback. Sage, thanks for coming back on the show before we talk about Minnesota. Got to start with the crazy finish of the game between the Patriots and the Steelers. We're all trying to figure out what the definition of a catch is. So based on what we now know, do you think the officials got it right going to replay to overturn the Jesse James touchdown? Yes, I, I think 100% the officials got it right. And I'm actually surprised at the sort of outcry uh, that people, you know, just can't believe that uh, that was not a catch. If you go back to how that rule was written and now been implemented for about, implemented for about the last, uh, oh, you know, seven years, I believe 2010 was the Megatron uh, sort of catch, no catch against the Chicago Bears. Uh, at that point, you pretty much have to have full control of the ball all the way through the catch. Uh, and at any point in time, that ball hits the ground and is, and is dislodged at all. I mean, the way I look at it, you might as well, uh, you have to catch the ball and basically hand the ball to the official uh, without it dropping it in any way. And that did not occur on that play. And, uh, and that was not a catch. And I, I think that was a, a very, very similar play to the Des Bryant play uh, from 2015 playoffs against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it just smelt and looked and felt like a catch. Uh, but if you follow the rules, it makes a pretty black and white. That was an incomplete pass. Yeah, and, and that's the frustrating part because what we know of sports, you know, the ground I, I thought could never cause an incompletion, but it can cause a fumble. Uh, but that's for another convers- for conversation for another day, Sage. Uh, but being that you've been a part of the Minnesota Vikings uh, organization, tell me about what you see from them after being able to bounce back against a Cincinnati team that was – heavily injured on the defensive side of the football, but they're trying to play for something special, which is trying to get that first seed uh, in the playoffs to actually be able to host uh, their games throughout the entire playoffs if they make it that far. And also, go to the Super Bowl. What do you think about that? Well, it's pretty exciting times in Minnesota. And obviously with them, it starts with their defense. Since Mike Zimmer arrived, their defense has made uh, drastic changes, not just with, with personnel, but with scheme. Uh, and they've made a lot of right moves with draft picks, with free agents. They have a, a you know top three, top four defense in the league. Uh, the last three quarterbacks that have played against the Matt Ryan threw about a 170. Cam Newton for 129 last week. And I think Andy Dalton barely made it over the 100-yard mark this past week. And so it all starts with defense with them. Uh, but what's really been surprising this year, uh, other than Case Keenum, which has been one of those stories the NFL that everyone now knows about, is the offensive line has been a huge surprise. They were probably the worst offensive line in the league last year. Uh, they were last in rushing. Uh, Sam Bradford got sacked uh, a ton of times, about 40 times last year. And, and this year it's been completely different. They've become a very, very solid group. Uh, they went out in free agency and got two guys, two tackles in free agency. They drafted the center uh, in the first round, who has started nearly every game for them uh, this season. So uh, everyone thought when Dalvin Cook, the running back uh, out of Florida State, when he got hurt, they were really thought that the Vikings' run game was doomed. But it, in, instead, it's gone just the opposite way. Uh, Latavius Murray and, and uh, Jared McKinnon. Uh, Jared McKinnon have done an, an unbelievable job of running the football. The offensive line's been very, very good all year. Uh, they don't get sacked very often. They, they stay on course. Uh, and they put themselves in good situations. So uh, it's really been a, a team effort uh, throughout this year with, with the Minnesota Vikings. But having all said all that, just the, the Vikings, you know, they've had a very good defense for a few years now, uh, but finally their offense is as good as their defense. And, and, you know, they're a top five offense right now in the National Football League. And Case Keenum uh, has probably been, I think, one of the best stories of the 2017 season. 
Sage Rosenfels, the former NFL quarterback, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Sage, what happened last night in Oakland? I had never seen before, so I want to defer to you as a player. Cowboys, Raiders, have you ever seen an index card used as the chains were stretched out <laughs> to determine if it was a first down for Dallas and how much good fortune did they get last night? Uh, I actually have. I, I have seen that happen. I, I believe it was in the last three or four seasons, and I think it was an NFL game too. Uh, I, I feel like it was so close they got an index card out in that situation as well. You know, those those head umpires, head referees always have those index cards uh, for writing different things, penalties and, uh, uh, you know, possession and these different things on those cards. And uh, they obviously had to use it last night. So, I, uh, I love uh, I love the uh, I can't think of the guy's name uh, the, the the official Gene Steratore. Uh, Gene was smiling. Yes, yeah. Gene Gene has he is a, quite the showman, and uh, it was a perfect job. Almost rubbed it in the face of the, of the Oakland Raiders on that play. So uh, it's amazing. With the, the NFL is a thirteen billion dollar annual business, but at the end of the day, we're still using uh, uh, two posts with uh, ten yards of chains on the end of it. And when that doesn't work, we have to get out an index card. Uh, it's amazing that $13 billion business, we're still down to about a $50 piece of machinery. I like to be a part of that owner's meeting when they ask you about the, the cards and how you determine who, if they got a first down or not. That, that's going to be uh, pretty darn interesting. Uh, but when you look in, in, the NF, in the NFC, that is, the Dallas Cowboys have held on long enough uh, to get their running back back into the game. Ezekiel Elliott, they're 8-6 and six right now. They had a bumpy road along the way within those four games that he was suspended. Uh, but now they they're, seem like they're pretty hot and on fire and ready to get him back to get a good push in these last two games. Give me your, your take on if they were to make it into the postseason, would they be a team to have to be reckoned with in the NFC? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, they, you know, everyone knows about the offensive line and the, and the running game. Just the fact that they're eight and six right now and they've missed Zeke for, you know, these last five or six games, uh, you know, they've stayed in the hunt. And the, right now in the NFC, it's really interesting. You know, the Cowboys, the Lions, uh, you know, they're, they're eight and six. And so it feels like they're sort of out of it. But if you look at the NFC South and uh, that division, the Saints, the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they all have to play each other these last two weeks of the season. And right now Atlanta, is, is, uh, they, they have five losses. Uh, so there is a decent chance that one of those three teams uh, loses uh, uh, two games here at the end of the year and somebody like the Detroit Lions or the Dallas Cowboys slips into the playoffs uh, you know, probably in the last quarter of the season, uh, you know, last quarter of the last game of the season. Chatting with Sage Rosenfeld. Sage, there's a direct parallel between the Vikings and the Eagles now, both being led by backup quarterbacks in Philadelphia's Nick Foles, who people forget was once the MVP of the Pro Bowl. Four touchdowns yesterday, comeback victory on the road against the Giants. How much you buy in the Eagles if they have home field advantage needing to win two playoff games at home to go to the Super Bowl? Well, a couple of things here. Yeah, as you said, you know, that's sort of the battle of the backup to so far, Nick Foles has played well. I mean, he sort of has played as well as Case Keenum has played for the Vikings. I think if you look at the two teams, the defenses are what separates them right now. And through about the first 13, 14 weeks of the NFL season, the Philadelphia defense was outstanding. I mean, they were top five, top 10 defense in the league. They were very stout. Jim Schwartz's unit over there. Uh, but uh, these last couple of weeks, including this last week, I mean, Eli Manning threw for 429 yards yesterday. So uh, their defense doesn't seem to be quite as stout as, say, the Vikings defense, which is, you know, is one of the best in the league. So that might be, as we talk about December football, uh, January football, and on to the Super Bowl, 
we all know that offense does a lot of things, but at the end of the day, a lot of times teams with the better defense are the ones who win these playoff games. Sage, when you look at the Rams, um, we know they lost to the Seattle Seahawks early on, Minnesota, and also Philadelphia, which arguably at the time were the better, better one of the better teams uh, in the NFC. Uh, but this butt whooping they gave to Seattle on the road, how much confidence do you have in this football team considering that they did lose, but they found ways to bounce back, and now they're 6-1 and one with that win against Seattle um, on the road as far as road wins are concerned. Is this a team that can really make some noise in the, in, in the, uh, in the near future when it comes to playing in the postseason? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this team is is set up sort of the old-fashioned where they've got a very good defense that they've had for a long time with the Rams, whether it's St. Louis or L.A. Or LA. But you know, now their offense is very, very good, and, and, and in particular in the running game. So if you look at those sort of classic uh, you know, playoff-type teams, run the football, play good defense, the L.A. Rams have that recipe. And uh, I think what was really uh, exciting for Rams fans about yesterday's game was, I mean, that was basically a playoff game for the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they're eight and five going to that game. They're playing at home. They got to have this win to even have a chance really to stay in the playoff hunt. And they get absolutely blown out uh, by their division rivals. So uh, it, that, that is a very, very good sign for this LA Rams team. They might be playing some of the best football of anybody uh, coming here in December. Dave, last one for me. Credit the tenacity of Aaron Rodgers coming back from the broken collarbone. But he had three interceptions yesterday for the first time since 2009. Do you think that was a byproduct of rust, or should we give credit to the Carolina defense? Well, he got to be a little rusty. I mean, he spent the last two months you know, not throwing full speed to his wide receivers and, and out there with the full pads on. Uh, there's no way that he's lifted weights at, at the same level that you know most quarterbacks do throughout the, uh, the length of an NFL season. And uh, if you look at his interceptions yesterday, uh, at least two of the three were thrown short. Uh, he threw one on the run. Uh, and and we've, also, we've, well, we've all seen Aaron Rodgers play uh, enough over the course of his career that he just doesn't miss guys open very often. And two, two of his interceptions yesterday were balls that were thrown you know, just two or three yards short. And, uh, and, and Aaron usually doesn't have that issue. He's got probably the strongest arm in the NFL uh, and, and rarely misses guys that are open. And in both those situations, uh, guys were open on the play. So, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers was rusty yesterday, but it was, I'll tell you what, it was much better having him back in the league. The NFL is a better league uh, with guys like, you know, superstars like Aaron Rodgers out there throwing the football around. You know, when, when he was throwing the ball uh, accurately and completing passes, uh, it was a beautiful thing to watch. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, if not the best player in the NFL. Sage, great information as always. We really appreciate the visit. Thanks so much for joining us today on the NFL on TuneIn. Yeah, you too. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.